Hello, I am Rayanne Hall, your insurance gal. Today I am visiting with Jermaine Hargrove of Realty One Group Orca. The topic for today is real estate, helping your dreams become a reality. Welcome, Jermaine. Hey, Rayanne, how's it going? Good. Thank you so much for being here. I met you and your husband uh, last week and got you both enlisted on my podcast right away because it's uh, pretty cool because you do real estate and he does uh, mortgages, right? Yes, yes ma'am. That makes it a little bit easier for both of us. Yes. It was just really delightful meeting you and I'm excited to have you on my podcast. Um, I, well, before we get into the topic, which I'm kind of, it's, I'm excited for people to hear your passion of helping people see that they actually can make their dream a reality. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I started in property management, uh, kind of at the very bottom, working as a leasing agent. Uh, it was a commission-only project, but I got to work in different communities from Sunnyside, New York, uh, different communities in Texas, Level Land, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, as well as New Mexico. Uh, and from there, I just really like helping people get into homes. And so I made a transition uh, to work with a new home builder uh, in Albuquerque. Uh, that happened uh, that in 2012, 2012, so I've been, so I've been in, in that form of real estate since then, and a year and a half, 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 half ago, I got into retail. Um, the main reason was growing up, there was a stint where my mom and my family, brother and sister, were homeless for six months. Uh, and so I kind of focused on helping first-time home buyers and people who may, might not think that home ownership is an avenue for them. We like to go, go through what all of their options are and give them that path and make it uh, as easy as possible. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my gosh. And so that history that you have with property management and kind of transitioning into being a real estate person so that you're actually helping people get into homes and all that experience, I'm sure, helps your clients. Would you agree? 100 um, percent we'll probably get a little more into it but i can share some stories with a very specific people that we were able to help out we definitely didn't think it was uh, possible to begin with okay yes well i'm looking forward to that how long have you been doing in uh, real estate how long have you had your license uh in washington a year and a half ago but new home sales since 2014. oh okay awesome that's so cool and what do you love about what you do um, I like, I like the part when they get keys and get to move in. That's probably my favorite part. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's their first home, their fourth home, et cetera. There's just that feeling that once everything's done, they're like, oh, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. And there's a... <laughs> There's a, there's a relation because I started in property management, sometimes I'm able to translate what they're already used to as far as filling out an application. Uh, and then first month, last month, the deposit, rental, and how that works as far as getting into real estate. I'm like, the process is actually a little bit easier. We're going to get pre-approved. In this market, it's a little stressful, but we're going to get pre-approved. We're going to come up with some smart house hunting strategies. Uh, and then once you move in, your first payment's not due to a month after that. And a lot of them don't have that knowledge even of, of what it takes to get inside of a home. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, that that is, um, there's much more to it, but I can imagine it would be 
fun to see their light, you know, the light in their face, you know, faces light up is a better way to say it. When they get to walk into that home that's new to them, you know, that'd be fun experience. And you're right. There, there is definitely a lot more to it. I, I feel like for, for what real estate agents do, it's my job to make that part as easy as possible and even a little bit fun. Um, and and so that's the goal is just to have it not feel as stressful because moving, no matter, no matter who you are, where you are in life, moving in general is stressful. So it's my job just to make that part, the real estate part of it as easy as it can be. Oh yeah. That's so good. And and what does set you apart from other real realtors? There's lots of them out there. Okay. Um, (laughs) what sets me apart, I would say just I'm not going to say other real estate agents don't do this, but it's just listening. Um, mm-hmm. That's 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 kind of what I focus on. And I'm sure there are other great real estate agents that listen as well. But one thing I do is I, I do take a no pressure approach. I'm not that, that old school heavy salesperson. Um, I think that when it comes to putting a roof over your head, most people know exactly what they're looking for. Uh, and sometimes we do have that conversation. Everybody knows what they want, but not everyone can afford their wants. Uh-huh. Uh, and just kind of helping them with what their goals are and what financial reality means and meeting them in the middle, um, but not trying to force them into something they hate. Uh, I always tell my customers, I'm like, if you really hate a pink house, there's nothing in the world I can say to make you like a pink house. So don't <laughs> exactly. worry about me trying to trick you into getting into a home. So it's just listening to what their needs are, finding out what's available, and then kind of helping them uh, meet somewhere where reality meets their their dream home. That's awesome. And they're kind of using your wisdom in there when you're listening to them, because yep. you're almost listening to more than what they're saying because of your wisdom and experience, right? <laughs> oh, 100%. So sometimes too, uh, working with a lot of first-time home buyers, sometimes um, they don't always know exactly how to say what type of home they're looking for. So, and, and you get the standard answer of, you know, what type of house are you looking for? And they're like, well, a three bedroom, a two bath with a kitchen and a yard. And I'm like, okay, great. That's every three bedroom, two bath house, right? Yes. And so we start saying about like, how do you use your kitchen? And then you find out things like, oh, well, my, my grandma has this great chili reano recipe and we like to fry foods a lot. So now I'm looking for an open kitchen with maybe a vent hood and some windows that they can open so their smoke alarm doesn't go off all the time. And when you're telling them these things, they're like, oh my God, yes, my smoke alarm goes off nonstop in, in my studio, in my apartment or whatever their current living situation is. So just asking questions in a way that gets them living in where they're going to be next. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I I do love this topic, helping your dream become a reality. We talked a little bit about that already. Is there anything you want to add about that? How, you know, why we picked that, uh, why you picked that topic and what would you like to add on that? Um, There's just been, so when I first started in real estate, some of my earlier customers and some of my customers now uh, just require um, a lot more attention. Uh, one of my very, very first customers, her name was Rosemary Cook. She's down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh-huh. Uh, but she was a 65-year-old lady who was wheelchair-bound, had an oxygen tank, uh, and was completely retired and uh-huh. living off of a pension. So it's a very fixed income and had never owned a house in her life. Uh, her daughter uh, was living with her, kind of helping her. And it was one of those goals just to 
pass on a house to her daughter. She's still alive and kicking, by the way. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> um, That's good. But when we originally went to get her a house, she was going to use her pension for a down payment, found out during the process her pension couldn't be used for that. So we switched over to a first-time home buyer program. We found her a dream home, uh, four bedrooms, and it didn't initially work out. Uh, so what we ended up doing is taking a look at exactly why it didn't work out. And we came up with a concrete plan of things that needed to happen. And so it was literally three month check-ins for a year and a half uh, consistently. And we brought her credit score up from a 520 all the way up to a 759. Um, and that was over a year and a half, which allowed her to get the first time buyer program, a fantastic interest rate. And then uh, when she <laughs> did her homeowner inspection, just because she was a little bit older, we had to wake her up because she was getting bored during the inspection. Um, but that was the best feeling once she got keys and was able to move in. It was somebody who she couldn't even drive. She had to have um, the uh, public transportation uh, call to bring her into the community so we could look at homes. Um, and she's probably one of my favorite customers that, you know, wasn't a quick 30 day close, but we were able to look at her credit, look at her situation, ask the right questions of the lender and not give up and get her keys into a home. And those are my favorite stories for the people who are like, I can't do it. And I have a motto with Kevin. We say it's never a question of if you can own a home. The only question is when, as long as you're willing to put in the work, we're willing to help you out. Oh, that's so great stories. I just love that. You know, when you're going the extra mile for people, that's really that that is another thing that makes you stand out, not just the listening, but you go the extra mile and you really create the whole experience and you make it fun. I just think it's beautiful. That, so thank you. thank you for sharing all of that. What would you say has contributed to your success through the years? Uh, number one thing, and I was told this by a mentor when I first started, but is to have a short memory. Um, so, you know, remember all the, the, the big moments that make you feel good, but everyone in this industry, it doesn't matter what aspect of it is, is going to hear no and is going to face a high amount of rejection. Mm -hmm. um, and if you just focus on um, the no and you let it get you down or it affects you for a really long time, then it's going to translate to all of the other people you're working with. Yeah. Um, my mentality is I'm authentically who I am and the people who want to work with me are going to. And if for some reason somebody chooses somebody else, then they had a better fit and I don't have to fit for everyone. And so just kind of letting it slide off of your uh, back like a duck, there's some kind of metaphor in there. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. uh, having a short memory, remembering today's a new day, um, everything you wanna achieve is only gonna move forward. And I think uh, I've worked and I've actually coached a couple of people, but there's, um, there's this mentality sometimes in sales where a lot of our personalities are like, uh, we get really hard on ourselves. You know, if you have a bad call, you think I'm a bad salesperson, or if a transaction falls apart for whatever reason, you think I'm not any good at this. Um, and then there's all these lists and things of things that people want to do before they get ready. And my, my number one advice to, to real estate people, so this isn't so much to customers, um, and why I'm successful is just pick up the phone and do something. Um, the, the, the biggest thing is, uh, moving forward. And so I always say, have a short memory. If, if something got you upset, ask yourself two questions. What could I have said? What could I have done? Uh, once you find out those two things, get excited and then don't make that mistake anymore and move forward. 
Oh, that's so good. I love that. And it's very simple the way you put that. But I love that you said you get back on the phone. You know, you get back in the game, you, you take action. And I love that because you're going to have rejections no matter what business you're in, but it's a high amount in real estate, I'm sure. But, you know, lots of, you know, lots of famous actors talk about all the rejections they got before they hit it big. And, you know, I mean, it, it really is a game of perseverance in every type of area of, you know, your career, basically every type of career is what I'm trying to say. Well, is there anything else you want to share about that topic about helping people make their dreams a reality? Let me check really quick. I took down some notes just in case, but I think we covered oh, yeah. uh, having a short memory. Honestly, <laughs> that, <laughs> I did take notes just to prepare. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think um, the number one thing I would say to certain people is make sure you find the right person. You know, I'm only licensed in Washington. Um but when looking for a home and you're wanting that that dream to come true as far as home ownership, uh, when it comes to both a lender and when it comes to a real estate agent, don't accept the first no you hear. Um, in our industry, sometimes people only focus on listings. So when a buyer comes to them and there's a, a, a harder problem, they don't get necessarily the focus they deserve. And that can discourage them from trying again. Yeah. And same thing with major banks. One thing that you probably know, um, but not necessarily everyone outside of the real estate industry knows, is that they're not created equal when it comes to getting approved for a house. And so we've met people numerous times who will go to a big bank. I won't say any names because it doesn't really matter. And um, they'll say like, oh, I don't qualify for a mortgage. And we're like, here, apply to just these three or apply with Kevin and take another look and see what we can do for you. And we find out they have a 660 credit score, great DTI, and they qualify for like a $500,000 home and they can move in in 30 days if they find the right place. And so I usually say interview at least three, don't accept the first no that you hear and find somebody that advocates for you. Um, you know, I get excited for my customers. We get to know each other. If it's a, if it's a bank and they just want you to put in an application and, and move on, maybe that's not, not the right fit for what you're looking to do, especially if you know you have some challenges. Um, look around, find some options. And then uh, if, if my information is shared, you can always shoot me an email. I help out people out of state all the time and just point them in the right direction. Oh, good. That's wonderful. What is your email and what's your website? Uh, so it's very easy. It's germainhargrove.com or germain at germainhargrove.com. And Hargrove is H-A-R-G-R-O-V-E. That's perfect. I think, most, I think most people know how to spell Jermaine, but what the heck? Why don't I just spell out your whole name? J-E-R-M-A-I-N-E. And Hargrove is H-A-R-G-R-O-V-E. Just want to make sure people that. know how to get to you. Dot com. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Well, before we close, I always like to do these final thoughts. Just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Happiness is? Uh, happiness is fun. Uh, it comes and it goes. But for me, it's not necessarily the goal. Uh, I, I like to experience the full diaspora of emotions. And I am happy plenty of the time. And it's not something I'm worried about. But it's not something I expect to be just a constant. I, I like the ups and downs of life. Ooh, that's wise. I think that's really good. Being present with what is in the moment, right? I like that. And resilience means? Getting back up. Oh, yeah. What's the first thing you notice about people? Uh, their face. 
Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I, there's a more in-depth answer to that, but it's just their face. <laughs> Me too. I know. Yeah. Kind of the way they shine and their countenance or whatever. What are three habits that improve life? Three habits that improve life. Uh, I would say just, you know, uh, putting good stuff in, um, uh, an attitude of gratitude. And just for me, it's meditation. I, I like positivity, but there's a, there's kind of a, a new wave of like toxic positivity where you have to be happy even when something's bad. And oh, for yeah. me, if something goes wrong, I'm okay with just accepting that, letting it know that it affected me uh, versus trying to shove it down, but in taking a moment to acknowledge it and then moving past it. So I don't carry it uh, too much further. Yes. Yeah. And I, I recently had something happen and it kind of threw me and it actually threw me for several weeks. And I kept thinking, don't go in depression, Rianne, don't go into depression. But there was something about just allowing myself to sit in that icky feeling and just, you know, to be patient through it, love myself through it. But, you know, to not just go straight to optimism, you know, which is my thing. It's like, we got to go through it and get to optimism, but you, you also can't shortcut it. So I love what you're saying there. You got to go I, through the emotions of it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I love that explanation too. I think it helps us be, especially in our industry, a little more empathetic with customers. Yeah. Because when we go, or at least when I go through and in this market, most of my buyers are not getting their very first offer accepted, but we're so used to putting in offer after offer and going house to house to house. Each one of these homes that they look at is a potential future for their families, their dogs, their kids, birthday parties, proms, and things like that. And even though I want to motivate them to move forward, sometimes just accepting that there's a little bit of a death in that potential future when their offer doesn't get accepted it's okay to be set. It's okay to turn off the hunt for a week. Uh, and I think sometimes there's this push where it's like, you got to keep going. You got to get going. It's like, nope, we can, we can accept that that house wasn't right. It didn't happen. And mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a sadness in that. So once we kind of mourned that, that offer being lost, let's, let's find out when you're ready. And then we can begin the, the hunt again. Yes. Oh, good. I love that. Um, if any, if you could have lunch with anyone, whether they're alive or not, who would that be? Um, okay. Whether they're alive or not. So I'm not, I love celebrities and I love pop culture. Um, but I'm not super excited to eat lunch or dinner with any of them. Cause I think that would take away like the mystery of it. Okay. But I would, I would probably get back in touch with one of my, one of my older mentors, uh, in New Mexico before I moved up to Washington. Her name was Molly Kraft. And, um, I just, I feel like we get a lot of mentors as we go through and you pick them up just at different stages of where you are. Uh -huh. But just that, that chance to go back and say, hey, I'm successful now because of some of these things. And I'd like to, you know, take a lunch or a time to just verbally acknowledge that I really appreciate you putting uh, time and interest into my future success. So I think that would be, that would be fun. And I actually might do that just from the prompt of that question. Oh, cool. That's really neat. Yeah, you know, mentors, we need them. And I do feel like God, universe, whatever your belief system is, they come into place when you need them. And it's so cool. It's, it's neat. And then you get to be that for someone else, which is really neat as well. Well, when you die, how do you want to be remembered? Um, the, the short answer is at least by strangers, I don't or I don't care. 
Um, but uh, by my loved ones, I hope I was appreciated and they enjoyed our time together. But once, once for me, once I'm gone, I'm kind of out of here. So I just hope they live their lives to the fullest. I don't want anybody, significant other, brothers, sisters, um, cousins, nephews, et cetera, to, to, to hang on and think that a big part of their life is missing because I'm gone. Because I'm one of those people who just says what I think. And so they didn't miss out on anything. If I was here, I spoke to them. They knew my honest opinions. And I hope that they can, you know, use that to, to live their lives. But I, I'm, I'm not one who needs to be remembered long time. You know, uh, that's kind of a weird answer to that question. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just um, by the people I cared about, just that, that they know I loved them. And that's it. Yeah, you know, that's really what it's all about, to love and be loved, you know, that really is what it comes down to, and, you know, the people that we leave behind, you hope that they still feel your love for them when you're gone. I like that answer, Jermaine, I do. <laughs> Thank you. I, I was like, how do I answer this? Because um, I, I feel like there's, the question's so big, and it feels so grandiose, because it, it hints at one of the the bigger, the bigger life questions, but... Uh -huh. um, my, my, my thoughts is once I'm, I'd rather do everything and make everyone feel the way I want them to feel while I'm here um, so that there's not a whole lot of questions about who I was or who I am once I'm gone. Right. That's so true. Well, at the end of the day, life is. Ooh. What you make it, you know, if, if, if you want it to be a breeze, it can be a breeze. If you want it to be an uphill climb. Um, you can definitely put on some weights and go up the biggest mountain you want. Uh, and I, I've done both. <laughs> <laughs> and I think just meditation, some, some therapy and calmness has made me realize that mo most situations can be solved with um, 30 minutes alone and some deep breathing. Uh, and then learning how to enjoy yourself and be present because sometimes the greatest moments slip by just because we're, we're, we're in a grumpy mood or not ready for them. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. Really, I, I totally agree. My mom always said that. I put it in my book. Life is what you make it. It's so true. And this has been a wonderful interview. Thank you, Jermaine. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And everybody out there on the road in life, you know who's in the driver's seat. You are. Have a great day.